0: Welcome to No Concessions, your favorite movie podcast where we explore subgenres of movies. This week's subgenre is I didn't think it was going to be as bad as it was, even though I've seen this multiple times. It's just way worse than I remember it. It's really kind of astonishing. This week we're reviewing 2011's (laughs) Sucker Punch.
1: There's a Snyder Cut Justice League joke in there somewhere.
0: (laughs) uh, uh, This week's subgenre is, do we really want to give Zack Snyder another shot? Do we? After
2: this? As a man who made uh, Man of Steel, I have no concessions once. (laughs) I feel like I'm in a rough spot here.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, shit. I mean, I will say there has been growth from... Man of, or from Sucker Punch to Man of Steel, which
2: is yeah, because Sucker Punch is garbage. <laughs> garbage. I um, we'll,
0: we we'll get into it. Yes. We'll get into it. Let's let's do some small talk. Um, I'll start. I watched uh, a movie called the TOS Violation. Who sat by the door? Uh, I'm going to delete the bad word here. It's going to it's
1: a TOS violation <laughs> on a lot of websites. Even if they're talking about ghosts? Yes. Unless it's not a, a movie about ghosts. It's no. not. <laughs> oh, no. It's uh
0: <laughs> which is going to be bleeped out again. is a word to describe CIA agents as well as black people. <laughs> so, it's uh it's not it, it's a double entendre. Don't even ask me how. As Jay-Z once said, and it's about this dude who wants to start like a war in the US to take over the US like through militias and he works for the CIA for five years learns a bunch of tactics and like eventually just starts gang militias all over
1: the, the oh, country. oh man I love that season of 24 <laughs> <laughs>
0: Doug, can I I need to explain how deeply racist to 24 was I I saw the latter half of one of those seasons it was when they brought it back and it had like the two white women who were terrorists alongside like you guys don't even have like the strength to like just hire a bunch of like Middle Eastern actors to just play these parts or or the strength to just, I don't know, make different kinds of terrorists? You don't want to have like eco-terrorists? Bring that shit back. That's like a very strong plot because global Could, climate change is a real big problem. and yeah, there's nuance can,
2: to that issue. So yeah. we can have a discussion about eco-terrorism.
0: Exactly. Not like, <laughs> oh, the U.S. created these terrorists by bad foreign policy but we won't ever admit that it's bad foreign policy they're just out to get us these terrorists just want to destroy the u.s for no reason it doesn't make any sense yeah anyway this sat next door gotta bleep that i have to remind <laughs> you, you more work for yourself <laughs> yeah i am it's uh the movie the movie is especially poignant now because it shows like the relationship that black people have black americans specifically have with the police and the nation as a whole There's this one part in the movie where um I can't remember the main character's name. Dan Freeman. Dan Freeman. But yeah, yeah. Where Freeman is having this conversation with one of the gang members and he's just like, it's important that you go to school uh, because that way uh, you can't be discredited in the future. And the dude's just like, what the fuck do I want with that status symbol? That means nothing. That's not going to do anything for me. These white folks are going to make me like run garbage for them, even if I have a uh, degree. And I was just like, God damn, this nigga spit. <laughs> <laughs> There's yeah. so
2: much in that movie where I was just like, that's happening today. This movie's like 50 years old. What the fuck? Yeah, this is a movies from that era that was like, oh, we haven't made any progress at all. Have we? Like, we haven't done <laughs> fucking anything. <laughs> for real.
0: For real. For real, it's really crazy shit. It's like deeply intense in a way that, like, it's it's like refreshing in some ways to be like, these guys get me. Yeah, like they know exactly what the fuck I'm like, talking this about. This movie
2: came out in '73 and it's based on a book that was written before that. Well, and here we are, 50 years later.
0: And it's like, oh, yikes! Not much has changed as it turned out. Oh god. Oh, it hurts so bad to even like consider that I I would say seek out the movie but like I don't know. If you it's know what you want to. It's it's a tough watch mostly because it's in 240p on YouTube. <laughs> 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 it's it's really it's a tough watch because you can hardly see it. But like also because the things that they say in it are like incredibly true and like Poignant in a way that really, really hits home. On the plus side, didn't want to make me. It didn't make me want to become a terrorist.
2: <laughs> oh, you weren't radicalized?
0: No, it's. I mean, it would be a strong candidate for radicalizing the fuck out of people, though. You fucking kidding me?
2: Damn,
1: damn. That movie is strong. How about you, Charles? So, in my rapidly dwindling free time, <laughs> I have to be very selective and uh i have to you know watch things with maximum efficiency with whatever i choose to watch so dark season three came out on netflix <laughs> and uh woke up at 6 a.m just like uh, an excited kid on christmas Saturday morning i did set an alarm for 7 a.m i was so excited to see yes. the show i couldn't wait i woke up watch it all in one
0: sitting
1: (laughs) no that's not true i was watching it with my girlfriend uh she got held up for something for like half an hour so we had to take a little break and then we made it to the very last episode but we had to go go off and do some other some other stupid house related stuff half an hour before the final episode can finish (laughs) So if you're listening to this you know what you did. <laughs> you upset my timeline. <laughs> Had it all planned out as meticulously as the plot of that season did. <laughs> so good. When you get back home, she's going to leave you a note. I
0: traveled from the future to keep you from watching these last 30
1: minutes. <laughs> yeah, as as she's uh, moving out, I'll be saying, don't do this. Don't do, don't do <laughs> this. <laughs>
0: I, I gotta say, I, I didn't remark on this at, in that Last No Concessions episode, but in Den of Thieves, there's a part where Gerard Butler goes over to his, uh, like, I guess now ex, well, at the, the end estranged. of the scene, estranged wife is the best way to phrase it. Thank you. He goes over to his estranged wife's like new boyfriend's place or her best friend's place where her new boyfriend and her are having dinner with like her mom and her best friend or some shit and he makes like a really weird scene where he's like eating the food off the boyfriend's plate and drinking his wine and like <laughs> trying to like do the alpha male thing where he's just like bullying everybody in the room uh, as he signs oh, yeah. the divorce I remember papers. that chapter
1: from the game. That, that was especially effective.
0: <laughs> in the game it teaches you to harass your ex-wife every <laughs> He's, everybody go talk to Roosh V. He's going to teach you how to live at home in your mom's basement and pine for your ex-wife. Call Mike Cernovich and ask him how to take care of your daughter and not pay alimony. This, that's that's that movie. That's what kind of movie that is. That's who that movie was made for. Fucking up and coming incels who were lucky enough to see a woman's vagina enough times to have two kids. Maybe twice. That's twice at least, maybe five times at most. I, I can't, That movie is terrible. Anyway, moving on. We were talking about something
2: else. Yeah, I you should
1: see Dark. It's, it's very good. That
2: everyone should see Dark Campaign.
1: Oh, yeah. And you know what? The show is over, too. So you don't have to have That's that excuse anymore. Done, well, I don't want to see it until the whole series is out. I hate having to wait for new seasons. So just... Can I feel very this. attacked. <laughs> see this series.
0: I watch a lot of drag race.
2: I've been uh I've been watching a lot of a ninety day fiance and its <laughs> affiliated spin offs. And I gotta tell you, it's bad. Don't do it. Um I,
1: I tried watching that. And I feel like I started on the wrong season or something. There's no right season. I, I don't know. I don't know what everyone sees in this or if you have to watch it's beyond just, like the first episode. It's just or whatever something.
2: specific kind of human garbage you want to watch. Like, it's mostly just racist older white women um, going to Africa and uh, shitty uh, Eastern European dudes wanting um, American women to. Just be subservient, or it's people of like radically different religions refusing to meet in the middle. Those are like the three main types of groups that you're gonna see I mean the last couple like last couple seasons they've introduced some like non straight couples and so like hooray for diversity, I guess but also garbage people. Every now and then, they'll be like, one good couple a season.
1: <laughs> the world is healing. Diversity is returning to cinema.
2: <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, it's bad. I've also, like... So, I've been... As, mu- as many things as I have to catch up on, <laughs> I've mostly just been just having on 90 Day Fiance and its affiliated spinoffs on hulu on the tv and then playing fucking hyrule warriors definitive edition which is if you're not aware the legend of zelda um, dynasty warriors crossover Um, it's not a good game i'm just grinding through and trying to get all the collectibles it's just easy turn my brain off need to do something with my hands stuff i've that's all i fucking did today you guys i watched sucker punch before I came over here, but all I did before then was I sat and I had my switch in my hand and I had a guide to the collectibles on my computer (laughs) and I had 90 day fiance running on the TV. Not paying full attention to any of those things. Just been like, oh, it's three o'clock. I'd better watch this two hour Zack Snyder movie now.
1: (laughs) Oh, Oh, thank God. Charles had to delay another 90 minutes to come record this.
2: Yeah, when he said we got to push it back, I was like...
1: Oh, this got to That's a lot more 90 Day Fiance to watch.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> I watched part of the first episode of the premiere of 90 Day Fiance, and it was fucked. There, the original? Yeah, or? very, very, very first season, first episode. And if I recall correctly, it was some like uh, Eastern European woman who couldn't speak English, and just some white dude who had like found her somehow online. And I was just like, dog, like,
2: This is really fucked up. Like, this is genuinely, like, somebody, he made a purchase here. The amount of people who end up on that show and don't speak the same language, like, the premise is, of 90 Day Fiance, is it's always one American usually going to the country of the person that they met, and, or having that person come to them, and they have, like, they have like a temporary visa usually, which typically like a K-1 visa is um, what you get if you marry somebody for a citizenship.
0: It also is a, the credit card that you get if you want to go go-karting.
2: <laughs> well, show's over. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 90 days is when they usually, it's when they come to the US and then there's 90 days the other way where the American goes to their country and then there's before the 90 days where it's when they've met uh and they're like thinking about maybe we should try this like temporary visa thing and then maybe get married if it works and then there's happily ever after where they revisit couples from previous seasons to see if like they're still together or what's going on if they're not together they follow those, that couple separately um and i am losing my mind
1: <laughs> <laughs> well the one that i saw they had like four or five different couples they were following. Yeah. And like four to six a season. Yeah. It would, it would introduce the couple and then five minutes into it, the American would say, and that's why I decided to think about enrolling for this K one visa program. Is this an ad that I'm listening to? They keep saying this almost the exact same way. (laughs) I really just love going (laughs) (laughs) go-karting
2: K (laughs) one speedway. I was like, do we have to establish like it's been on for a decade do we have to establish? Fuck, oh, like god, that's a long time. And you have like thick neck Ed and his Filipino
0: fucking one. Ed. <laughs> oh
2: god, fucking pony! It's that piece of shit. <laughs> I shouldn't be invested in any of this. That's right. You should be uh, concentrating on your collectibles. Yeah, I should be finding gold sculptures
0: Okay. Uh, As previously noted in another episode, we've we've done away with the opening segment. We just do reviews and no concession picks, at
2: least for these two episodes. Trying it out. It's a trial run.
0: Yeah. Let us know in the uh, Discord. This week's review is Sucker Punch from 2011, directed by Zack Snyder, produced by Deborah Snyder and Zack Snyder, screenplay by Zack Snyder and Steve Shibuya, story by Zack Snyder,
2: I forgot you wrote this.
0: <laughs> this is that's a lot of Zack Snyder, starring Emily Browning, Abby Cornish, Jenna Malone, Vanessa Hudgens, Baby V, <laughs> Jamie, <laughs> Jamie Chung, Carla Gugino, Oscar Isaac, John Hamm, and Scott Glenn. Music by Tyler Bates and Marius De Vre. 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 Whatever. Uh, cinematography: Larry Fong. Edited by Willie Oi, released on March twenty fifth, twenty eleven. Runtime of one hundred and nine minutes. Budget of eighty two million. Box office of ninety million. Did you say one
1: hundred and nine minutes? One hundred and nine minutes. So I watched the extended edition. God <laughs> damn it. Well, was it the one that was on Netflix? Uh, it was somewhere. Oh, wink. Do you own Sucker Punch? <laughs> no. Okay. Oh,
2: phew. Cause that would be worse. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. It would sucker punch is a layered movie.
1: It's <laughs> That's a weird way to put it. it.
0: So it's I, the way that I look at it is it's an upside down pyramid, right? They spent no, it's like, it's like that obelisk in capital city where it's just, or sorry, in Washington, DC where it's just got like the point, and then it's about the same width for the, <laughs> for the rest of it. It's that, but it's upside down, and it's it's like a I guess you would say an upside down pentagon. I'm tired of describing shapes. Anyway, the it very little of it takes place in what I would refer to as the real world.
2: The second layer of it is like this fucking brothel. Maybe that's one of the things that I was thinking about watching it today. I'm like, wh- what?
1: are the layers what why is, are the layers I'm let's like, go through is, each of the w's <laughs> oh shit like,
2: what is explicitly supposed to be happening at these points well the the biggest problem that i have
0: with these layers and how they're set up is it's like it's set up in a way for zach snyder to avoid actually describing what's happening to these women
1: yeah yeah everything is arbitrarily chosen like the action set pieces especially because what i would do is like i would watch a movie that's entirely set in a mental ward with this girl trying to escape. A movie that's set entirely inside this stylized brothel but maybe it's something else would be a better movie than what Sucker Punch is, too.
2: even, Even to not have the fucking... Not even be willing to even more directly suggest what's actually happening in the bottom layer real world of what's going on. It's like not... It, it, like, they don't even get into it, and even, into, like, the last scene, basically. And even then, they're not even explicit about what's happening. It's is just, it's, like... It's, is he raping
0: these women? Yeah. Is, that's what hap- is that what's happening? Because, like, the, that's not what he's
2: paid for at the beginning, but it's, like, it does seem to be what's happening, like, what he's been doing. But And the other guys at the end of the movie are like, we're not gonna help you hurt these girls anymore. Like, what do you mean? What? Were you just watching him rape these girls? Also, is that what's also happening in the like brothel dance club? Because it's not explicitly a brothel either. Even in a stylized world, it's not explicitly a brothel. It's like a club where like the mayor goes and like there's things that like they're explicitly doing dance routines. Like it'd be one thing if it were a nice strip club and that's like how they decided to do it but it's explicitly like a cabaret club where like they have gimmicks and they have like specific numbers that they do and then they have this it's like they have these these three layers but they don't tell you what's happening in any of them uh,
1: you don't it, know what it is this came out in 2011 inception came out in 2010 so what I'm positing here is this is just Inception for Thirsty Guys. Zack exactly. Snyder <laughs>
2: saw Inception and was like,
1: well, uh, they gave me all that money after I did
2: Watchmen. <laughs> Dog. Uh, so to comment on that for Thirsty
0: Guys, there's a there's a quote from Zack Snyder about how like the sexism impacted his cast and like, this was back when Twitter was like still kind of new and people were talking shit about this movie online back when internet online discourse wasn't that big of a deal. And, He's just like, yeah, like the chef and the mayor, that's what these guys on the internet represent. They like seeing these women in these degrading outfits. And I'm like, Dog, like you're the one who helped design this shit. You're the one who approved the outfits that they're in. Yeah, so if this is like you trying to be like ironic, like, oh yeah, they don't really like dressing like this. It's just that they're forced to dress like this because and it only makes sense in one of the three layers that they would be exactly. dressed like that. And- like, if they're fighting zombies and robots why are they dressed the way that they
1: are and if he's trying to argue that those two gross guys are supposed to represent like the bad parts of the internet uh, objectifying women how is it not also possible that Oscar Isaac the guy in control of all these women is also the person who should be representing these guys yep there's
0: so much that doesn't make sense about this movie when I, when I turned it on when I turned it on I was like I, you know what, dude, I bet I built this movie up in my head to be as bad as I think it is, because there's no way that I saw this once and was just like, this movie's fucking awful. This like I, and I, at some point in me, I, I'm sure I had some level of reverence for it. Like I, like when I first saw it, when I was 21, maybe I was just like, damn dude, Jamie Chung is so fucking hot, bro. What the fuck? What the fuck? Vanessa Hudgens, baby V. What's good? <laughs> Other women in the movie with the exception of the one with the gigantic head. Gentleman. <laughs> the, the baby doll, whatever her, what, Emma, I think that's Emily Browning. Yeah, that's She's Emily got Browning. She's got a big ass a big head. head. <laughs> that's, a, that's a dome piece. And <laughs> this was back when I was still doing press at Comic-Con and I remember, this is the only thing that I remember or one of the few things that I really remember from Comic-Con. Uh, Zack Snyder was at the conference and he was just like, yeah, in this movie, I just wanted to take the time and really, you know, up the ante and top myself here. And like Emily starts laughing because she's Australian, and she's just like, "I really hope you don't top yourself because that means kill yourself in Australia." <laughs> and I was just like, <laughs> "I don't know why that stuck with me. Couldn't tell you why. Couldn't say why." Anyway, I that aside,
2: the movie doesn't make sense. It truly does not. So I've seen Sucker Punch, including today, four times. I watched it in theaters. I watched it when Zack Snyder got announced as the director of Man of Steel. So I was like I feel like the name Zack Snyder is familiar. What else he done? Oh he did Watchmen and he did Sucker Punch. So like let me watch those again. Like, three hundred and three hundred, but I didn't like three hundred so I didn't watch it
1: again. And then um at least all the zaniness that happens in 300 makes sense in the context <laughs> of the
2: story. And the third time I watched it was someone put it on at like a party. And we were all like it Must have been a head. bad party. And we It became a better party because we talked <laughs> shit about it. Um, and that brought us together when we were probably getting very tired of each other because we shouldn't have been at that party. And then the fourth time was today. And it's exactly as I remember it. <laughs> It's there's, I don't. It's fucking. It's cowardly, is what it is. Yeah, it's like super stylized, and there's elements of that that are like fun to watch, like that first fight, like that first fight scene against the those three robot like ogre samurai, samurai, fun. Um, the World War One steampunk zombies. That made me upset because what are the mechanics of those? (laughs) those uh (laughs) steampunk nazis do you just hit them anywhere and they just shoot steam and now they're done
1: yeah they run on steam and clockwork so don't feel bad about killing them (laughs) as he looks into the camera and says that as as opposed to the villain from hellboy who ran on sand and clockwork (laughs) all right that one did land hourglass you know it makes sense i buy it hourglass Oh, no, I haven't seen it. I'm just... I'm I'm thinking through (laughs) the mechanics of it. Jesus. Yeah, I guess you could use pressure to move sand around and be more
2: durable than just... Whatever. It's fucking stupid. Um, And, like, none of this... The first... The main confusing thing that I had the first time I watched it and still bothered me today was when she is dancing, what is happening on... Either of those two, on either of like the bottom two layers, is it she's being assaulted in this asylum? (laughs) Are people actually being hypnotized? Because it's not just one person they're tricking most of the time with her dancing, it's groups of people are presumably mesmerized. So is it like Oscar Isaac and his group of goons, like one of them is just like going to town on this mental patient and everyone's just kind of like observing and that's how they're able to get away with? doing other things are there no other employees at this mental this mental hospital like we see two other nurses strap baby doll to the uh chair when she gets her transorbital lobotomy and there are presumably other orderlies aside from the rape gang if they're even a fucking rape gang we don't know they never say it they're too cowardly to do so but it's like if she is hypnotized, like they explicitly be like, she's like all that gyrating or whatever that she was doing. Is that in that layer, that strata of reality, is she hypnotizing people with her dancing to the point where now anyone who's not watching her dance can just move with impunity and literally not be observed at
0: all. And that's, that's how Jamie Chung got the lighter. The mayor was hypnotized to the point where he just like, Oh, well, I guess my lighter's just
2: gone. (laughs) And then she's gone at the end of that, like, at the end of that sequence when, like, it snaps back to layer two. She's gone and has the lighter. And no one, like, there were other people in that room. No one saw Jamie Chung get up and fucking leave. Like, it's, there's no, it's just one music video to another. It really is, though. And I found out today that most of the music is sung by the cast of the movie. Those are covers because, like, these are weird. Oh, I was like, these are weird that's, covers huh. of these songs. And I was like, sure, if they're like going for a specific style and they want to like evoke a certain thing, yeah, you'll commission a cover. That's not uncommon for movie soundtracks. Found out today, most of those covers are done by the actresses.
0: Uh, when that rhythmic song hit at the beginning, because that's one of my favorite songs ever. Uh, I was that's such a bad cover.
2: <laughs> yeah, it is. It really is done
0: by I, Ellie Brown. I, Ellie. Uh, Emily Browning, whatever her fucking name is, <laughs> Emily Browning. <laughs> oh fuck, that's awful. That's awful. The, when that mo- when that song hits, I like retch and I have like a little bit of vomit hanging in the back of my mouth. I'm <laughs> like, oh, this is the experience that I'm gonna have watching this. Sweet dreams are made of It, it sounds like. It sounds like um, whatever genre garbage fits in. You remember (laughs) Garbage? Yes. Uh, And that other band, Evanescence. Evanescence, yeah. yeah. It, It fits into that same genre of music. And it's fucking terrible. Like maybe it's like new metal, like
2: adult contemporary metal. I don't know what it's called. It seemed like there were like stylistic things that he took from, that he was like just kind of building on and didn't have. I guess the advantage that he had with 300 and Watchmen is that he was adapting something. Whereas he like, had all these cool ideas and was like seeing the technology develop and was like, I've got to do something with this. And Warner Brothers is happy with me right now and they had basically handed me a blank check. Uh, I'm going to write something and he's not a writer. Or at least at that stage in his career was not in a position to be writing a feature-length film. As evidenced by the feature length film that we got from him.
1: <laughs>
2: and I was like, there's stuff that looks real good. And like, I like in general, I like his cinematography, like, I like how he frames shots. And
1: he's one of those types of directors where when you see his movies, you know, you're watching a movie made by him. Yeah.
0: I think he managed to shake that a little bit with man of steel specifically. At least in like large portions of it, mm-hmm. because it was shot in the real world. But with Justice League, he went right back to his old look.
2: Yeah, uh, we'll, we'll
0: see, won't we? <laughs> Next year, I think.
2: <laughs> yeah, I actually have an HBO Max subscription. I also do. I have almost watched Justice League as it exists uh, today, just to be like they look. have
0: an ExtendO cut.
2: Yeah, that's probably the BVS extended cut almost got me close to on board with what that movie turned out to be. So, I'm like, maybe I'll watch a longer version of Justice League. So, I've only seen Justice League the one time, and I was weirdly defensive of it for, like, a week.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I still haven't seen it. But, but I think I, was, I think when the, the Snyder Cut TM comes out, <laughs> I'll watch the original... Because I know I'm going to hate it, and then <laughs> I'll watch the new one. Not really because I care too much about it, just but just theme. the fact that it exists is kind of amazing.
0: I'm going to be very excited uh, to hear Henry Cavill cover the song "Club Tropicana" <laughs> by Wham, <laughs> and Bat, uh, Batman Affleck, Batfleck, cover "Zombie" by the C- Cranberries. As they're fucking getting the shit beat out. <laughs> That's of them. such a
2: weird choice that they had the actresses, like the actors in the movie, do those covers.
1: But they're they're not good covers for the most part. They're not. Like, like, like why is is there any story motivation, whether it's like well intentioned or not, to have the actresses sing the covers? Something about like imagining worlds and songs they've heard well, if them was, singing if them they
2: each had their own sequence it would make sense but yeah. they don't it's always
1: baby doll now i keep dance I, I keep thinking bobblehead. now after you said she's got a giant head she does she does
0: that's a big piece i i think yeah i agree with charles if they each had their own sequence it would make a lot more sense
2: and even like the the sequences, as they serve the narrative, them being an escape as Carla Gugino's weird Slavic accent. <laughs> I don't know what action that woman is doing or um, why she keeps ending up in movies that are like this. But I
0: can't wait for Carla Gugino to cover Slavic girls by whatever group
2: from Poland. That <laughs> she is. has to get, sing- get to get voice lessons because Carla Gugino doesn't sing yeah i and also like and you I'm, can't even tell it's her singing in the sequence. i had to go back and watch the sequence you can't even tell it's her <laughs>
0: i i also got confused by the ending and the interaction that her and oscar isaac have where he's like choking her and saying yeah, like, yeah fu- that, is that was he, like that was is like, he
2: a doctor or not because he, if he's an orderly <laughs>
0: and he's choking the doctor wouldn't that have alerted her sooner to wrongdoing
1: which again what is actually happening in layer one of this is a mental hospital like is that something that's been happening this whole time because it comes out of nowhere because she feels like
2: she's confused when she sees her
1: signature having been forged it's like well how did you never see this before how all these women keep getting lobotomized. I, <laughs> I never approved of this. But like, don't it pretend just You don't know what happen.
2: happens here.
0: Yeah. Don't pretend like you don't know what we're doing here. And it's just like, so does she know? Does she not know? Yeah. Are these, are these women here being sex trafficked in some way? Like it goes back to your comment, Zack Snyder, a huge coward for not being willing to say, yeah, what?
2: just say what's happening. Layer one. Cause like it's kind of implied at layer two was like yeah she teaches them to escape and like through her whatever therapy bullshit she's like teaches them to escape and then layer two is like when you dance you let it go and you go to a different place and then layer three is fantasy bullshit but it's like so what well because we don't know that Oscar Isaac is an orderly at the beginning of the movie no we have no reason to believe he's not also a doctor because he's handling her being. Uh, checked in so when we see at the end that Carla Gugino would have had to sign off on the lobotomy and she's like confused it's like well what Is she also a victim under Oscar Isaac, or is she an actual doctor that Oscar Isaac is just working around to do what he wants? But because it's never made clear what anybody is actually doing at any point, there's no way to parse what the point of the fantasy sequences is.
0: Yeah, and the idea that they have uh, that fucking... Carotene look-alike in there, like teaching the girls like how to do things, rather than having it be Carly Gugino. I don't know how to say. It doesn't matter. And. Like, it should have been her in those fantasy sequences running the girls through how to yeah. do this because she's the therapist in layer one. And then you could have built on the fact that, like, maybe the girls are confessing what's happening to them, uh, to her. And, like, then you could have subverted that whole ending, which – and also it's unclear if Jamie Chung and Vanessa Hudgens, baby V, have been murdered. Yeah, are they it? actually dead now? Like Right. And, they
1: only died in the – brothel fantasy. But what does that actually mean? Because we know from the very beginning, this is not real life. And even Sweet Pea gets
0: stabbed in the brothel sequence, but it's during when they're cleaning. And like, the fucking, the chef is missing his knife, the knife which was used to stab Oscar Isaac, but how did they get a hold of that knife? Yeah,
2: he's got two knives, but if he's got two knives, why do they have to do the whole baby doll dance sequence to get one of the knives because he kills Rocket with it. Yeah, But also Amber, Jamie Chung stole it still? Yeah. So he has a knife and he steals it but then we, they make a point to show the fucking holster or whatever you call it when it's a knife <laughs> is empty. So like which thing is it?
0: Did they steal the... And this is where uh, I think Zack Snyder may not have had a good understanding of what metaphor is. Yeah. He's making a lot of things too literal in that second hop. Or in the, I guess the first hop into the dream sequence. Which one is it? You They could have just cut out the entire mental hospital part. Yeah, we we exactly. don't need that part
2: of it. You could, the, the, movie, the movie works... In whatever capacity, it kind of works. Like the plot is fine if it's just sex traffic brothel. They use these fantasy sequences to escape the abuse that they're under.
1: That they just need to relate those fantasy sequences somehow to past trauma or something. Yeah, like and clockwork, uh, World War One zombies are cool. But how does this represent some sort of past trauma they experienced?
2: Because it's not even... It's only like they just loosely tie the object that they need to what that object becomes in the fantasy sequence. Yeah, that that like is always ma-
1: so weakly done, like too. The map. Was, we need this knife. Alright, gang, I need you to defuse this bomb on the train. Codename Kitchen Knife. And it was like oh, right, not that even time trying. it's actually like
2: a different thing. And like the lighter is two crystals that make flame. was like okay. then we have to take out of a dragon out of the baby dragon don't wake the mother by the way which if they hadn't she hadn't used it in that moment they wouldn't have woken the mother
0: and you know what waking the mother didn't even fucking make sense anyway because they didn't get fucking trouble for
2: it yeah they didn't get caught and there's no like direct correlation between the mayor is coming to like maybe if you want to tie the mayor to the dragon but by having it there also be, like, a baby dragon that they take it from, what is represented
1: by the mother dragon? Right. Jamie, what constitutes failure in, and in why the lowest-level like, fantasies? Like, when someone gets hit in, like, the fantasy, what does that mean in real life, in the brothel? What's happening there? Yeah, is and, anything even And happening? why is Jamie
2: Chung the pilot? Like, why is it still... That baby doll is the focus, like she's the focus of the fantasy sequence still, even when it's someone else's responsibility in the brothel level plan to get the things. Like Sweet Pea's supposed to be getting the map, but in the fantasy sequence, it's still baby doll who gets it despite being in a separate room. And why is it ever discussed
0: why or how Blondie just snitches out of nowhere?
2: Um, she's I'm not crying. gonna lie. I, so,
1: I skipped through a in few the parts sequence
2: because wow, look how the sanctity of the
1: you. show. <laughs> it was like twelve thirty a.m. Like I gotta
2: do <laughs> through this. I'll tell you. Um, in so right before they the knife sequence after they've had the almost got caught stealing the lighter, the plan is to s- uh, hypnotize the chef to steal the knife but they in order to do that they need the music to be in the kitchen but there's already a radio in the kitchen so blondie goes to get the tape player from the dance studio and carlo gugino shows up and is like why the fuck are you sobbing like what's going on you can tell me anything like
0: huh? oh I, was that not was that in the netflix version yeah what the fuck
2: i watched it 6 hours ago <laughs> I I did too, and I don't even remember that. Yeah, so she's she's going, and she like she's going to go get the tape player. Um, and Carly Gugino comes in and sees her crying because they, they just almost got got caught. Um, and Oscar Isaac confronts them like the first time, and, but he can't, he can't he can't he doesn't see the map or the lighter, so can't like prove it. He's like I know you even know you guys are up to some shit, and so she's. And that's when Sweet Pea's like, we're fucking done. We're not doing this plan. It's too dangerous now. And so she's, so Blondie is crying in the room. Carly Gugino comes in and is like, look, whatever's going on, like, you can talk to me. Like, that's why I'm here, like, to make this easier. And Blondie's like, can you keep a secret? And then Carly Gugino and Oscar Isaac both say yes because he was like around the corner i guess listening and managed because now he knows there's a secret and manages to get it out of her but like none of the girls when they're seducing the chef question why blondie's not there because that was her role was to get the music for the chef but sweet pea shows up and was like yeah i'm cool with i'm i'll help you with the plan even though i think it's a bad idea and at the end of the scene my sister's gonna get murdered Um, But I'll just turn the radio on. If there's a fucking radio in the kitchen. Yeah. Uh, Like, it'd be one thing if they would even, like, bother to be like, where is Blondie? We need the music for this part. And then Sweet B comes in and she's brought a radio. Because she's like... Well, I'm here to help.
0: There's, there's just one sitting over there. We got to make sure we tip over this bucket of potatoes, even though the water level is too low to reach the cable. And you can see that with your own eyes. <laughs> <laughs> Doug, one of the things that I kept wondering throughout the movie is just like, when are they just going to turn to murder? Like, when yeah, are they just going to start kill killing the chef. dudes? <laughs> just and kill like, the chef. If, if, if the idea here is that like Carly Gugino it doesn't know what's going on. She doesn't have any idea of like what the relationship is like between the girls and the orderlies and the maintenance staff or whatever. Mm-hmm. And like, they're going and engaging in therapy with them. Like, it, it, like, don't you think that at some point she would have figured out something was going on? Yeah, Cause
2: on in layer one mental hospital, we do see baby doll talking to her like in therapy. Like we see that she's laying on a couch Carly Gugino's got a notepad like it's straight up visual language, like straight up visual language for therapy. And so we know it's like, is it actually five days? Like, is that they bring it up that it's going to be five days, and then this happens? Like, she's just a regular patient. She's just allowed to go wherever if she's supposed to be getting a lobotomy. Like that had to be if they had to get somebody in to do it but the only doctor is Carla Gugino and she disapproves of lobotomies? Then why would they even be doing them in the first place? Yeah, why would they be bringing somebody in to do it? Oscar Isaac says we don't have anyone on staff who does lobotomies. So, like... it's a, then, and At that point, don't use her signature. If there are other doctors, why wouldn't you use another doctor's signature? Yeah, just use the one from the night. Right? Like, use the night doctor shit. But, This movie is a fucking mess. Because there's no... It's like there was no effort to connect any of these elements. It's just... There's a basic idea that runs through enough for us to have a point B to get to. And that's as much thought as went into it.
1: Yeah. Wow. It's it's very bad. (laughs) I, I don't know what to say about it. Nothing... It executes almost nothing correctly at all other than some of the action being cool but because it's not connected to anything in the movie the stakes feel unreal in any of those sequences i will give it props for killing rocket in one of them where one of their fantasy adventure sequences goes wrong and one of them dies, and I... Okay, also no, I didn't see that coming. Good Rocky. for you, movie. But because everything else is so wildly unconnected and seemingly arbitrarily chosen for why they're doing anything that they're doing... Why are the settings the way that they are? Other than the mayor's lighter has a dragon on it, therefore they have to invade this castle with orcs and there's a dragon flying around. Yeah,
2: there's no connection between like the map and... Like I guess in World War One, Nazis had maps. Like what the fuck? Like, what, are we, what are we doing?
0: You couldn't. It couldn't be like just ships. Like you couldn't be in a shipyard. Yeah, and you have to like jump through ships or some shit to find like the map. I don't know. It doesn't. Like the the movie, thematically speaking, is just like a bunch of ideas. I think that he thought were cool. And, like, maybe he had, like, incomplete writing projects that he was doing. Yeah. And he's just like, oh, just shit, I got together. a deadline. Oh, fuck. What am I going to do? Okay, we're going to take this over here. Okay. Uh, giant robot over here. Uh, uh, the, the Overwatch hasn't come out yet, but, like, Jamie Chung <laughs> is great, <pretty, laughs> right? Like, oh, <laughs> diva. Oh.
2: And then he, like, then he got to direct Superman two years later. Like... <laughs> That was real crazy. Talk like, about. Sucker Punch was the last thing he did. No, he did that weird Owl movie, Legends of Guardians, G- the, the Owls of Gahul. G-
0: G- Gahul.
2: Yeah. I think that was around the same time as Sucker Punch. And then the next thing he did was direct the number one superhero in the world in a movie that a lot of people hated. And it
0: still made a fuckload of money. Yeah, it did. The property sells itself. Yeah. Same with Batman.
2: I want to my biggest dream is to direct a batman movie if fucking disney weren't such a dick about if disney hadn't lobbied a copyright law so hard um batman would be public domain by now <laughs> and I, you could i could have made
0: like a really sweet batman movie but not batman beyond because that would have been copywritten but like a batman other verse or some other i don't know i don't have the money to make movies if i did i would
2: but it'd be a sick screenplay that you'd be like you could shop around
0: and then they would look at it and be like, oh, yeah, this is really great, but like we've never heard of you. So we need to attach somebody <laughs> else. And they want to change these elements. Uh, okay. So, and we got somebody else and they want to change these things. Okay. So uh, this is no longer your script. You're not going to get a writing credit for it. But you know what? Thank you. <laughs> you
1: got a story credit, which I've mm. always been curious about. What's the difference between a story by and written by? So or effectively.
0: If I, can, if I recall correctly, story by is what you get after a certain percentage of your screenplay has been changed. So you write a screenplay, um, let's say they change like 75% of it, you get story by credit, uh, assuming they say, keep the same structure of it. But uh, you might get a writing credit if there's like somebody that's hired to do like punch-ups, where it's like, oh, these pages are weak, or these scenes don't make fucking sense. And now we're on to the best part of this review. Uh, what, what things do you guys have to make this movie better? Mine is, uh, my first one is Replace Every Song with Money Longer by Lil Uzi Vert. <laughs> <laughs> just the instrumental. I'm not even going to edit this in. I'm just going to play it over the mic. <laughs> okay, so she's like fighting the samurais now. Okay, she's, like, jumping and, like, shooting it with a gun. Okay, here's the next one with the chain gun. She's, like, spraying down the hallway. Oh, Jamie Chung's climbing into the giant robot. <laughs> oh, shit. The girls are spraying down the, the clockwork zombies. Oh, no, Rockets getting stabbed. <laughs> that That's the song you play. That's <laughs> a- Oh, I,
1: I know what I would change about this. I would take out all the action sequences and just make... Baby dolls dances be the exact movements she makes in all the action sequences. <laughs> just jumping around the stage, right, making gun noises <laughs> in her mouth, <laughs> pretending to like beat some Nazis down.
0: This is mesmerizing.
1: <laughs> <gasps> <gasps> just swinging this metal no sword, just swinging her arm around. Just one, one single unbroken take, wide angle. <laughs> right, not just, even dramatically
2: shot. <laughs> just from the perspective of the people watching. Just like one dude. Just like the only camera movement of him. His just eyes trying to track her movements across this. It's all point of view. Every time she's dancing, I was like, "What the fuck is she doing?" <laughs> And then just the other girl's, like, cartoon sneaking behind (laughs) Stealing shit. (laughs) Uh,
0: Shit. I would also um, make this movie into an anime and get rid of all the live action components. Because for as little sense as this makes, it would be the perfect anime. Because so few anime, like, make sense. Right, you watch the anime. Story elements are there, and it's kind of wacky. And you're just like, "Well, I don't really get what's going on," but like, I, it's animated and it's from another country, so yep. I guess it's cool. <laughs> it's, it's a cultural thing. I just don't understand why the story doesn't make sense. <laughs> Maybe the localization is bad.
2: <laughs> I have the other? I would have like literally any of the other girls be part. Of the fantasy sequences in a way that makes sense for the plan like just Jamie Chung's the focus when they got to steal the lighter and fucking whichever of the sisters is responsible for getting the knife is like they're doing some shit like having it only focused from baby, Do- baby dolls perspective is a weird choice if you're going to have a plan that involves people doing things or like there's there was something that i noticed in all the fantasy sequences um it's that or the three that she's in uh rocket jenna malone's character the sister with the short hair uh is just constantly fucking up like she's not she almost jeopardizes everything in the three in the two sequences before the one she dies in like she almost gets fucking got by the clockwork nazis and then um she gets cornered again by orcs when they're trying to get up to where the dragon is. Like, So there's, some, there's something there that they clearly... Someone had the idea that Rocket fucks up. Which is like... Because they even established that it was she's the one who left their family. And Sweet Pea followed her to take care of her. Which is the only reason Sweet Pea's there in, at all. They even like... They extend it by having Sweet Pea be the only one who makes it out. So it's like... There was something... I think to it they, they were just like, oh, we don't have time or like don't care enough to but because it's always through Baby Doll's perspective, why is it even things where even times where she's not present, Rocket is still not pulling her weight in this plan.
0: I, I think the movie would have done better because they try that little dumbass bait and switch, like who's whose story is this really? But <laughs> yeah. it's like like, like we you're focusing on the fucking lemon head and nobody else. (laughs) Like we, we know whose story this is supposed to be, but if you were to constantly be switching the focus, like to your point, it would make the show way better movie, way better. Yeah. If
2: each of the girls gets a fantasy sequence, even if like you still only do four and you do, yeah, like baby doll has the first one. That's how she finds out the plan. And then there's like Blondie's got one. Like each of them has one for their part of the plan that they need. What would be really sick is if they brought it back down from the fantasy sequence. Because that even makes the stylistic differences between the fantasy sequences make more sense because it's each of their perspectives.
0: Yeah. It, what I think what would really work for that, especially, uh, is if the last fantasy sequence took place in the brothel. But, mm. like, it turns out it's not a fantasy sequence. They're just murdering everybody. Yeah. That would be really good. Like, they've just been they're just like it's, going just impro- through. it's all
2: improvised weapons
0: yeah and they're just fucking killing the entire staff they're like high on whatever like hallucinogenic medicine
2: they're like feeding them and they're just going through and just gutting yeah, everybody. everybody five women just fucking up this entire hospital staff trying to make it out and they, they- could even still go with the ending where only one of them makes it
0: yeah absolutely And, like, it's the night that the mayor's there, too. And that's the even even weirder part about this movie. Those guys are standing outside in suits and shit. Who are those guys? And, like, that's how she gets caught? It doesn't... They're at the brothel, but then she goes back in, and she's, like, in the hospital. Like, what, what the fuck is even happening in this movie? It makes no sense. I would love to, like, talk to Zack Snyder and be like, what the fuck were you thinking? Like, how many of these elements did you write in? Yeah. And how many of them were like brought in by Steve Shibuya because that
1: sounds like a fake name. The first peek behind the curtain was the chef and the mayor are representations of toxic masculinity. (laughs) So how much more do you really want to know about why he made
0: certain choices he did? So I'll I'll be honest with you. I think he said that because uh, he was upset about what the feedback was online. Like, I don't know that that was a plan so much as him just being reactive. Because that doesn't even make any fucking sense. It doesn't.
2: Because, again, like you said before, Oscar Isaac is the main... Dude, he gets more handsome in the fantasy. (laughs) (laughs) He's got that sexy mustache. He's like a fucking creep in the opening. (laughs) Like, he looks worse in the opening sequence than he does at the end after he's been stabbed and is about to rape this lobotomized woman. He looks worse at the beginning and then becomes... Like, he goes... his hair is like combed and he's in nice suits and he's got like a nice mustache.
1: Was he wearing eyeshadow? Yeah, he's he was wearing eyeshadow. Him and John Ham. I think they both were. Also, shout were. out to John Ham being so in weird. this
2: movie. For whatever reason. And like looking like a disheveled alcoholic in the first <laughs> scene we see him in.
0: Yeah, you know, I don't really know if I agree with lobotomy either, but you're still performing like, them, you fucking idiot. Well,
2: I. I. Uh. I listened to a podcast like two weeks ago about the history of lobotomies. And most of them were not performed by doctors. was <laughs> just people that the guy who developed them just taught to do them. Oh, and, Christ. and you can technically still get a lobotomy Yikes. in the year of our Lord 2020. If you want one. If you consent <laughs> to it, you can find someone to give you a transorbital lobotomy.
1: That's fucked. That's one way out of the year.
2: I also read like a third of this book by one of like the youngest recipients of a lobotomy. He got a lobotomy when he was 12. Whoa. And uh, th- one of the theories is the only reason he recovered is because being a 12-year-old, his brain was still developing, so it had time to repair itself. Um, but he still like ended up um, having like a lot of mental instability in his late teens, early twenties, sure, huge struggle with like substance abuse. Cause he like couldn't f- handle a shit. And then like he got clean and that's when they like, they did some like scans on him while he was uh, recovering mentally. And they're like, well, your brain just kind of formed, like recovered itself around where the disconnect happened. Cause what a lobotomy does is it severs one of the, keep components that connects the two frontal lobes of your brain. And because he hadn't gone through puberty yet and your brain does a lot of its lat, like that last kick of development during that point, it was able to heal around where it was. But, uh, baby doll is 20 so it's not happening for her.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> and which raises questions like what year does this movie take place and culturally is it the norm for 20 year olds to be staying with their parents I
1: think it takes place in the 60s Sixties, if Wikipedia is to be believed I may or may not have had the synopsis open in another window as I was watching this <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: when we come back we'll uh, dive into our titular segment no concessions Hmm. Uh-huh. Welcome to No Concessions, where we make a case for our favorite or least favorite movies. I'll kick it off. Uh, this is a negatively no concession. It's Sucker Punch. <laughs> I don't a first for the show. I don't. I don't know if I've done this before, but this movie is so fucking bad, and it's not. It's not like a, a fun bad. I think. This is one of the few movies that's so bad that I think it's worth watching just to see how bad it is because it's bad in a way that doesn't make sense. It's it, the story is not there. It's just it's just a bad movie
2: like all around, like top to bottom. None of the performances are particularly good. I do kind of like Oscar Isaac be like
1: yeah, I'd, he's just I, charming. I've seen this once before. I forgot he was in it. And seeing him in creepy, orderly get up, I'm like, oh, okay. This Maybe this won't be as bad as I remember. Oh, okay. No, it's still so so bad. Because like,
2: when he got cast in Star Wars, I was like, I know that dude. Like, I know that face from somewhere. And I, the only thing I had seen him in at that point was Sucker Punch. And then when I watched it today, I was like, man, they really uglied up. Oscar Isaac because he's like a pretty handsome dude, and then you see him in layer two and he's like all clean he's got the pencil thin uh gomez Adams mustache You're like all right, I fuck with it like <laughs> but yeah, like the performances aren't good the none of, nothing's connected it's just a it's a bad movie but yeah i would I would say that it's one of those movies you like you gotta really see what a bad movie <laughs> is. You show someone Sucker Punch. You're like, look, this is a culmination of the factors that led up to it. Yeah. It's kind of a it's it's a whole nightmare. But it made its budget back, so he got to keep doing stuff for Warner Brothers. I think sure. the effects
1: somewhat held up for yeah. how much of a cartoon all the like dreams. Well sequences you can do are. a lot
2: with a full C G environment versus trying to like integrate a lot of like if they were like we're shooting in a like on location and we're trying and we're just gonna add a dragon or steampunk nazis into this it might not have looked as good when it's a sound stage in a full cg environment the it tends to hold up a little bit better because you can't well you can't see the scenes i got it um i'm gonna go with the good no concessions this time uh the mask (laughs)
0: 1994
2: is the mask. The dude, Denzel watched it the other night, and he put on his Instagram story, and so I watched it. And I was like, "This movie fucking slaps, dude! This is so fun! This is such a good movie that, like, it's first of all, it's just like really tight, like top to bottom. Like it throws you into it. This dude, like, his life fucking sucks. Finds a nurse's mask, like he finds this mask, puts it on, he gets superpowers, and we just get like. Like you get like three weird sequences. That's like really all you get out of the movie. It's just three sequences of him uh, yeah. using the mask like on a big scale, and then they immediately subvert it by having like the uh, Cameron Diaz's boyfriend put it on and it affects him in a completely different way, but like with the same powers. It's like it's just it introduces an idea, subverts that idea, and then still gives you like a satisfying conclusion. And it's just fun the whole time like
0: Yeah. I really enjoy that movie. The
2: mask is real good. And uh, I don't feel
0: bad watching it like yeah. I do with uh, some of the other movies. <laughs> Ace Ventura Pet Detective
1: that <laughs> fucking
0: transylvania.
2: <laughs> oh, boy, that was like oh god. Yeah and uh, even like the second one is very racist yeah like it,
0: it very there's a there's a sequence in the second one that makes me laugh every fucking time though it's when he's sitting in front of the projector and he's doing the hand puppet like <laughs> biting the dude's <laughs> dick off and it, it, the, the whatever a creature the shadow puppet like spits it out <laughs> after it's so funny every time every time
2: yeah, I guess if there's one Jim Carrey movie to revisit, it's The Mask. Don't watch that <laughs> Ace
0: Ventura, The Pet Detective is really good up until like, I mean, you could cut out all the transphobia. Yeah,
2: you could, you could have that movie without the Finkel-Einhorn thing. Because like it's there just because transphobic jokes were like big in the 80s and 90s. Yeah. Or I guess in all of history, even up to now
0: yeah i mean it's both transphobic and homophobic yeah so it's like which Well, pick one pick fuck anyway yeah
1: that's that's the trade-off with those pre-9-11 movies you get <laughs> diversity and homophobia <laughs> or you get uh acceptance of the gay lifestyle but but only white everyone's guys. the same color now <laughs> Uh, I've got a positive pick. It really speaks to me, the current point I'm at in my life, Money Pit, where a young couple (laughs) buys a house and they try to fix it up and things immediately start going wrong. To wit, the house falls apart. It's in the same vein as Dr. Detroit uh, with that sort of like um, non-sequitur type humor where Tom Hanks is in it and he's friends with this like performing troupe of like costumed clowns or something, which is never alluded to again in the movie. <laughs> he's just kind of like they show up in one scene talking about like, Oh, thanks for doing that favor for us before. And uh, then later on, he's got like a, a housing agent or someone saying that he's got a line on this super nice mansion and it's really cheap. And they're having this conversation done in a single take and as this agent who's extremely overweight is trying to jog around a track. And as Tom Hanks tries to press him for more information, the agent starts breathing heavier and heavier. So Tom Hanks is like, well, why don't you slow down for a second? We can just like stand still and chat. And then it cuts to an ambulance ride. (laughs) They're taking the agent to the hospital. It's like, Oh, just, just sign here and you'll get this house. And so then they start to fix it up and everything like the, the kitchen explodes. And then they start, Like They they try to fill the tub up with water and it's just brown sludge coming out of the the spigot. And so they fix the water, fill it up, and before they can climb into the bath, the bath just falls through the floor. (laughs) Oh, jeez. You have no idea where this movie is going at any point that you're watching it. This is a delight.
0: That's good to hear.
2: It seems like it's in a similar vein to um, this... uh, fucking steve martin movie i watched uh house guest it just like seems to have like that same weird uh unassuming dude and girlfriend or whatever end up just in this house and they just gotta fucking deal with it now (laughs)
0: all right thanks everybody for checking out this week's episode of uh no concessions you got anything to plug gents
1: yeah, you can follow me on Twitter at no hypothesis. Come for the math jokes and stay for more math jokes.
2: <laughs> uh, follow me at the Charles Time on Twitter and Instagram. I remembered that it's both. After the last time I was on the show. And we were like, I'll change it to be both, and you were like, just fucking have it be both. And I did. So yeah, you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram. I mostly tweet stuff just for Denzel. <laughs> <laughs> and then on instagram it's uh just cool art i find and whatever i'm cooking
0: very nice uh you can follow the show on twitter at x no concessions anyway thanks for listening we'll catch you uh who knows when intermittent returns yeah true thanks for thanks for hanging around see ya we appreciate it bye